This episode of the B3 Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Stop knocking on wood. One agent for all your insurance needs. No place to go. But Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. Thank you again for the Nature Boy being here at Red Bones tonight. It's a big night, fellas. The whole cast and crew is here. We got JPM sitting in with us tonight, episode 106, and it is the B3 season three finale. Can you find it on the Peacock Network? No peas. <laughs> All right, I got Just a wrestling like question right off the cock, bat. Nick. Right yeah, off the bat. Yeah. Believe it or not. And this is a serious question. What is the difference between the WCW and the WWF? <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, is it a bad question? No, it's... Well, that, we're going... It, okay. It, it would be a great question in 1997. Right. But it's a de- still a decent question. All right, Go Todd, ahead, I, I'll give you the, the, the elevator version. In the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s in America... Regional wrestling. Regional rest, wrestling fiefdoms basically... All 50 states' territories had right. their own. The territory. Days. And essentially what started happening is they started gobbling every territory up. WWF, WWE was the biggest. WCW, which was a, a byproduct of the NWA, Jim Crockett promotions, became like they were the devil rays to the Yankees until 1996. Yeah. St. Louis Browns. They were the St. Louis Browns to the Cardinals. Okay. And then had a, you know, a pretty magical four-year stretch where they revolutionized everything. WWE basic the bruiser. He was in Indianapolis. He, he owned the Indianapolis territory. Yes. Hmm. Yep. So what the WCW was? It was owned by Ted Turner. They had a a big defection from the WWF. Sort of like the Live Golf Tour right My now. My point exactly. Okay, right. there it is. So then they got, and they had some old guys, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. They formed a thing, revolutionized. They had a storyline called the NWO, which supposedly was trying to take over from the inside. The WCW blew up wrestling. It made a, there wasn't just good guys and bad guys. There was a gray area. It, it brought the anti-hero to American television. That's where I think their the best and biggest legacy is because there were rarely movies in the mid nineties where there was an anti hero. Yeah. It was pretty cut and dry. Who was good uh, or who was bad? A lot of anti heroes in the sixties. Oh God. And they started targeting versus what the WWE was char- targeting nine and ten year olds. They started targeting college age males and what they found was that that was a demographic that was ready to watch wrestling again because they had no my my mother who uh, my mother who retired as a teacher after uh 30 some odd years mentioned that she has probably sent more students to um a principal or for discipline by uttering wwe catchphrases than any other reason Crotch chops and suck it. Got a lot of kids. Those being two of them. Um, there was the character, the Godfather, you know, who <laughs> talked about pimps up, hose down. Oh, yeah. 
So, I mean, there for a while, it was, uh, you know, cultural catchphrase so 101. One is, the, is the Live Tour or the WCW? They would be the WCW. Yeah, I really say. more of the NWO, I guess, yeah. sort of. But, yeah, WCW. Yeah. So then what happened was the WCW beat the WWF slash E 83 straight weeks in the ratings. Who's Monday Night Raw? That's Monday, WWE. That's, but what happened was that woke Vince McMahon up. He got edgier, started the, what they call the Attitude Era in the WWF. Then they got real racy, started going for a, 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 a more mature audience, and then they buried and ended up owning WCW. So basically, all of these bad guys ended up in the WCW originally, like uh. Patrick Reed. Right, yeah, well, yeah. Rice and Paul Nash. Paul Nash. Hogan, Savage. They were... They were DiBiase. They were who I would consider the live tour. Hogan and Savage, they were the they were the end of, as Eric Bischoff would say, WCW. Yeah. See, I participated. You, you did. did. Thank you. I'm, that was really That was really Todd, good, growth. I'm proud of you. That was really good. I love you, Todd. I get like, I get like nine... Sudden Sam McDowell, 1968 Cleveland references now. The rest of but the do show. you know, this is a trivia question that I guarantee you. Well, you might know, actually, Todd, the way you're enlightened on professional wrestling now. Do you know who decided to go live on Monday nights with wrestling? I know. Deacon knows. Tell me. Travis Brett. Travis Brett. <laughs> Travis Brett did. He's the one that decided to do all that, and... And thankfully, he also sponsors this podcast, and we truly, truly appreciate it. So stop knocking on wood. Call Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. So with the to be in the right our last show before kind of our summer hiatus, and we'll talk about very quickly. We do have the band sessions coming up that we'll talk about, kind of some bonus episodes. But this is for the regular, the big show. This is the series finale. We always will reserve the right if we have something to say to jump on the air, of course. But uh, going to kind of do a little retrospective of what we've done here over the last few months. Um, then I've got an interview that I recorded earlier today with the voice of Indiana High School Golf talking about the state finals and what a state finals it was. And then uh, we've got some awards coming up. Uh, got some interesting categories and some good ones that I'm sure will we'll, uh, bring some discussion points. But before we do that, I had a big day of basketball. I think you guys. Did yeah, you go uh, yeah. Just fifty one. Fifty one. I think fifty one or fifty six. Johnny, I heard fifty one. JPM's uh, here and his referee Gary's not he, put on his head. No, he, yet. He's he told me in the parking lot. He's like, I'm tired. I just want to sit here and drink some water for a little bit, get my bearings. He's had, he's only ref twenty four games in the last two days. That's not an exaggeration. So I no, but much is it? Josh paid two hundred dollars a game to every referee. Yeah, start that rumor, why don't you? It's actually Mullen who's in charge of the referees. How many games did you do today? Uh, eight today. Eight today. Eight today, 14 yesterday. That's 22. Wow. Yeah. So. 2,800 No, just a good, good, days. Wow. just a good buzz in the area. You know, it's just, you, you see a lot of, and by the way, I heard a good one tonight, and Johnny will be interested in this, but uh, this University of Evansville hire. Yes. Is way more than it seems. Okay. And it's good news. Good. The only bad news around here could potentially affect John and Jalen. But what I heard today, I I don't I, – let's put it this way. I, 
I don't think that's the favorite position right now, but it's a recruitment okay. that has just started. Tell me what the hell you're talking. Are we talking? About? All right, here we go. What language are we speaking, think, Todd? You, you, the University of Evansville has just hired a staff. Yes. And which one, we were down on. We a were down bit, on, but then, but then we but, came around. It took us a week. And, but and, we were, and, and yeah. one of the reasons I was, I wouldn't even say a little bit down, but I was a little confused, is, is they brought back a former great um, Marcus Wilson, Jerry Sloan who uh, was on the last NCAA tournament team, and he's gone out, and he's basically became independently wealthy. Well, long story short, he is the guardian, legal guardian, for a, for a kid who's going to be a 2024 NBA lottery pick named John Ball, like B-O-L. And the kid is, you know, a top ten player in the country. He's seven foot two. Is he, re- is he related to Manu? Yeah, he probably <laughs> has to be. It, yeah, it's same tribe, <laughs> and that's what they are in the Sudan. It's tribes. Yeah. Okay, thank and, you. And uh, yeah, long story short, he will be. This kid will be going to high school in, in in Evansville in the fall. Where he ends up, that's a two and perhaps three Where team race. And John up? doesn't want the third team. Bari. No, I don't. I don't know if we can pull that off. But have uh, heard tonight that he's he's moving into the area, and and suddenly this hire. Uh, you know, there's a kickstart element to it. How does that affect John and Jalen? Because Evansville Bossy High School is in Evansville, Indiana. No, uh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. All right. So. Yeah. Interesting. But, Interesting. You know, culturally, socially, I, I would think. Perfect perfect I, mix for Barry. Well, no, I would think Bossy would be probably the one that would make the most sense. But I think Coach Raglan played. Johnny, was he from Harrison? Yes. Raglan. I taught yeah, you Raglan. taught David Raglan. That's oh, right. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. So, That's how old I am. so you probably listened, but we were. I, I was. I was like, eh, snooze fest. But I heard. But then I heard his press conference. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I'm, you know, I've been down on UE since those two goofballs were running the show and 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 got rid of my guy. But um, but I'm all in. Your team, your team, Ziggy. Uh, yeah. Are I'm you team ready? Ziggy for Do sure. Do you realize at one point a few years ago, when they were looking for a president, they had an open search. And somehow that, that email just came across my, my email. And I, I had nominated Travis, uh, not Travis Brown. Travis, Travis Madison for that job. Really? No lie. And he got a call from them. Is that right? Well, you should have nominated Travis Brett. Yeah. Knock on wood. Absolutely. Um, I, as you may or may not know, I uh, am... Got a call from Dwayne Shake because he and Jake don't have any fill-ins. And, and uh, so he said, come on over sometime and if, if you'd like to and kind of train, just learn our job so they can actually take a vacation yeah. once in a while. Uh-huh. And so, you know our buddy Dwayne. Yep. This is no problem. You know, and I've, I've learned Jake's. I can do the news. I think i got a pretty good handle on that. But he's like, I want to teach you the morning show side. So I go sit down and. Okay, what he wants to teach you is the four in the morning side. So he. He says it's really, it's no big deal, right? This is easy. Now, this is coming from a guy that's done it every day for what? Since he's been in high school. Right, right. So I watch him, watch him one day on Monday, and on Tuesday I go in. He says, okay, have a seat. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I have newfound respect for Dwayne Shake because it is not an easy job. There is a lot to do. Well, there you go. So uh, congratulate your morning show guy because it's, it's actually you got a compliment from my 
son, who he said, boy, he's got a good radio voice. Oh, so there you go. That's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. We've got a wave from people just flooding in to watch the B3 podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At some point, we are going to have to put a rope up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's starting to start to get a little little, a little crazy. obnoxious. Yeah, really. exactly. So um, I'm thinking about getting a bottle of Crystal right now. <laughs> so is any big plans for the summer? You guys got anything exciting going on? You got your big holiday tr holiday world trip coming up. Can't, sure, can't wait. You know how much I love holiday world an understaffed 108 degree holiday world. Can't Still wait. Still the most disappointing thing ever on this show was that time that I tried that new mixer and I didn't have his mic on and he went on a holiday world rant that made my Joe Madden rant look like a fairy tale. He's an ugly person. <laughs> and I mean that in a nice possible way, but he's an ugly person. Deep down inside, at his core. Todd likes it when I get ugly. I didn't know whether to laugh I'm a or just be frightened. Little fun guy. It just every now and then you got to show people the depths you can go to and I <laughs> What is that you used to say you got to kill a hostage once mm -hmm. in a while? Every now and then. <laughs> I still Loro de Corsi. I was so upset that his mic wasn't on and we missed that rant because it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. All right. There but you go. before we get into anything else, let's talk about Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Thank Insurance. You. One insur Yeah, I'll have another one. I should that's really unprofessional me to order a drink in the middle of no, a live read of a commercial. I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, one agent for all your insurance needs. He's got auto, home, life, business, annuities, and farm. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, 812-295-3129. They're at 304 JFK Avenue. Todd, stop knocking on wood. Stop it, Todd. Stop Sleep it. at night knowing that you and your family are protected. One agent, all your... Insurance needs, Travis Brett, Indiana Farm. Why, why don't we insurance. have him on the show? Or did you at one point before I No, was, we need to. We yeah. need to have him on. That's a, that's a no doubt. Well, he, he's in here on Tuesdays a lot, golf league times. Um, you know, he has this thing called a family. Okay. Oh, wait, we, we do too. <laughs> we do too. Dang it. <laughs> well, I got big news. All right. Yes. Hey. All right. Friday, 7 o'clock. Wait, oh, whoa. What do you hear? Whoa. It's the truth. It's the truth. Oh, my uh, gosh. Where's my acoustic? I think I got rid of it. Oh, there, it. I got it. I got it. Okay, go ahead. I'm doing, they're doing a uh, kind of a dr uh, dry run on the liquor tomorrow. Okay. At Big Al's. All right. And. Uh, Wait, did you so, say dry run on liquor? Oh, yeah. They got their liquor license. Oh, and now we're starting so to talk this, my language. And then Saturday night is Ed Rodimel and uh, and the full run. But tomorrow night I thought I'm just going to play for a little bit just so that there's some noise going on as okay. there, people are ordering drinks and things like that. You know. So this is at Food Truck Alley? Food Truck Alley, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Okay. Be there or don't. Now, is this, I don't care. would we call this part of the Six Strings and the Truth Tour or is this just a... Pop-up show. It's more like a pop-up. Okay. You know. All right. But there you go. I like I'm it. just announcing that. I have no... World I've, exclusive right I'm going to be on vacation next week. Breaking news. And I have no plans. I uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere this summer. I, and I think my wife enjoys that. Me not being happy. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you. It's pretty much a worldwide conspiracy. Could be. 
So is she going on vacation? That's the real no, question. but but uh, <laughs> both of my sons have gone on vacation. In fact, one of them's in Pensacola today, and um, they did go to Italy without me. Oh, nice. That's a family, you know. They had to have had a better time. Then, <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, nevertheless. Hey, while we're while we're on Todd, we might as well. I didn't see the score from Tampa Bay last night. I was going to watch the game, and I didn't. I'm sure that Todd's hockey minute and Dinko, he's not ready. I wasn't ready. I thought you were I'm always ready. I'm trying to be as unprepared for everything in my life <laughs> as often as possible. How unprepared? Uh, let's see. Avalanche over the Lightning 4-3 to three last night. Now, was it in overtime? In overtime. Yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. So, and just for the record, I hate hockey overtime. That was, the way it's done. This is, uh, do we have any more? Or are we, we done? Bruins fired Bruce Cassidy, and he was immediately hired by Vegas. Really? Look at Vegas next next year. Watch Vegas. Watch Vegas. You so, heard it here first. So when you're betting your futures, keep Vegas in mind keep because Vegas they hired Butch Cassidy. I've never bet Bruce one Cassidy. future. Bruce Cassidy. You have bet hockey, and we almost had no. to destroy the what B3. Do you call Hang on. I said I've never bet futures in anything. <laughs> but I hate betted one night. <laughs> hate betted. Against you. Because I, I took a picture, a screenshot of a hockey game, a Bruins game, actually. I was watching it. Deco hate. You made me do it. The devil made me do I it. I really am just probably the nicest person around. You're pretty cuddly. I'm pretty. I am. Well. And now fully unprepared for everything. <laughs> I do have a follow-up to my uh, Joe Madden rant oh. from last week. We don't talk about Rhino. So the most Joe Madden thing of all time happens right after the next day, I think, or uh, it comes out after my rant. You find out that uh, the day he got fired, he shaved a mohawk so he could surprise his team as some kind of cutesy motivation thing and then goes in with his mohawk and finds out he got fired. So You know what I found is is the best motivation have as many really good players as you can at one time playing mm-hmm. doesn't that work well mm-hmm. not always but not usually, always but yeah, it does aka help. los angeles dodgers but for the most part it's the team with the most talent you don't need to shave you don't need to shave a brazilian into your head or anything else who was uh, it on the show oh mark holt what was it he says it's Jimmy's and it's not X's and O's. No, it's Jimmy's and, and Joe's. Joe's. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he's right. That does Deco, do you have any? I think I had theme music for you in case oh, you had a rant. No. We always feel better when we're doing something bad. <laughs> we did something I, real bad. I, I can always get down with the Road Warriors. Yeah. No, no rants. I just, you know, we, we had some topics, and I said, hey, I'm coming with some hot takes tonight on the last episode. All Why right. not? Let's just go right to it. Let's get this. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't caused my wife not to speak to me in a, in a little while here, so oh, we I might like as well go ahead. I'll tell you this, what I, what, I what I found is uh, if you want to find out if people are listening, go on an epic rant, uh, expletive-filled rant like I did last week, and you'll get lots of texts. You your your wife out. will get them. You, you, you find out that people are actually listening to the show. But on a, on a very uh, nice note, why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, uh, go to our interview that I did today with uh, somebody that has been a very major part of the show here for the last couple of months and 
will be again in the fall as we go into golf, uh, girls golf. It, it, just a really good time talking to uh, the voice of, of Indiana Golf. Follow him at Indiana HS Golf. Let's go to that interview, and we will be back right after that for a little bit of a retrospective on the year season three of the b3 podcast and then we'll go into our awards and uh i think this is a one cocktail interview so um drink up and we'll be right back this episode of the b3 podcast is brought to you by travis brett and indiana farm bureau insurance stop knocking on wood one agent for all your insurance needs no place to go but travis brett indiana farm bureau insurance well i i almost hate it that this is our our final visit at least until girls season for sure but we i got to thinking we started out um in 35 degree weather and we ended in 95 but here's the voice of indiana high school golf how are you brother I'm doing well. Hey, man, just again, just thanks for having us all year. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I like to think that you do a heck of a job promoting our sport and our young people. So it, it's been a lot of fun. Pumped to go through it one more time today. Well, and, and not to uh, not to blow too much smoke, but the, the best part of, or one of the best parts at least, other than following my son during his senior year and his team, was was getting to know you and, and even even being able to provide a little more coverage to, to the high schools. And we, we've gotten a lot of great comments and a lot of followers that kind of become at least social media friends with more people you know through that which i'll talk about one of those here in a minute but just a lot of fun so i appreciate your time that you've given me and and helped out the show let's jump into it you want to start team or individual uh you make you make that call all right let's go team because i find this fascinating and and i haven't gone through the archives but i can't imagine over, you know, I kind of called this Ali Frazier uh, three a trilogy fight, and that is, boy, did it live up to the hype. Uh, Westfield by what three or four in the sectional, by one in the regional, and then Garen comes back, gets them by one in the state finals. What a matchup between those two schools! Yeah, and hey, and even the spring preview, you and I talked yeah, prior to that. Yeah, Garen, Garen got him by one that day too 307 308 conditions a little tougher that day but you know even looking back at the at the preview that it was a one shot difference there when you think of all of the factors with you know with five score four but all the potential things that can change there and they're that close that that has to go down as one of the great rivalries in, in ihsaa history in any sport it was a lot of fun watching them compete there and down the stretch, especially. You know, Westfield played great. They, they played terrific day two. They shot 300, second best score that was shot yeah. uh, both days, uh, 299 first day from Garen. Uh, but Garen's one and two made birdie on the last hole. And, wow. and you know, it, it was that one shot difference. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was exciting stuff. And then to have a playoff for the individual medalist that took three holes to get over two. Uh, extra holes there with your dude Ryan Ford not quite getting it done but obviously a tremendous season for that young man Um, losing to Gutierrez young man who has a chance to have a similar resume as Ryan uh, by the time he's done only a sophomore be a junior next year yeah just some fantastic golf and you were up there on day one Uh, let's let's talk about what kind of crowds was up there and just kind of what you saw from from the whole venue 
Yeah, I actually, I actually was not there day one. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I was I'm there. Talking... Yeah, no, I, I, I grinded day two and got in my 13 okay. miles of walking. Yeah, <laughs> day, day one, I, so yeah, I, I wasn't able to make it day one. Just kind of a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just talking to some coaches, uh, crowds were terrific. I mean, um, Prairie View does a wonderful job. They can accommodate everybody who wants to be there. So um, it was a really exciting event, you know, just, just to have it tight down the stretch is a huge plus. And um, I just think, for me, my takeaway there uh, yesterday, just the state of Indiana high school golf, it's so exciting. I mean, and I didn't have a horse in the race. My, my young men did not advance to the yeah. state finals. But between seven new teams out of the 15 who were not at state last year to make it this year, and all these individuals all over the state of Indiana, I, I don't personally remember a time uh, where it's been more exciting to follow Indiana high school golf. It's it's just been so much fun, and and I think a lot of that again is attributed to to Indi- you know on Twitter at Indiana HS Golf. People have really gotten into it, and 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 people are are promoting their teams, and it's it's not to a braggadocio or or a, a a me first thing they're proud of their players and and you know we've Absolutely. talked about all season we've talked about relative par and people are just as excited sometimes about a 350 as they are a 299 i mean and it's in and you have your your site and and all the schools that are contributing have a lot to do with that and the excitement level is i i have to think at an all-time high for an entire state for high school golf it, it, it's been really cool. And, and you just said you wanted to start with the teams. Just you want me to highlight some other things? Yeah, that kind of stood please, out do. On day two. please do. Um, just talking to Coach Brammer there from Cathedral at the turn. They started on 10 uh, and they turned 154. So I'm just looking at teams that didn't win the tournament but did really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, you have Ryan come home and, and 31 on his front nine and make six, six birdies for crying out loud. <laughs> um, you and I, I think, had talked about that last week that. If I can pick and my kids can start on 10, especially early, like that's, that's what you want to do because that yeah. back nine is a bear coming All down right. the stretch. Uh, so to see Cathedral shoot 304 yesterday, Hamilton Southeastern played terrific, shot 304 yesterday as well. Uh, tw- a tweet from their uh, Twitter account last night, they finished third in their sectional, third in their regional, and then third at state. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, I would oh, be surprised wow. if that's ever happened before, yeah. you know, to finish third in your sectional and then, and then finish that's third at state. Silver Creek impressed the heck out of me um, both days. And, and the sophomore kid, actually, a Coleman boy, uh, was terrific. Um, I, you know, I, I knew he was good. I didn't know how good he was. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just, just great things all over the leaderboard. And we'll talk about individuals in a little bit. Um, but just a, a lot of really wonderful golf out there. Yeah, um, Bloomington South. I had them pick. I, I I nailed my win place on my on my ticket. Um, I, I I had Bloomington South at three. They slipped a little bit on day two. We're we're in position um, after day one. Uh, slipped a little bit on day two. Shot three twenty three. That surprised me a little with with the 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 schedule they played. But you know th- those days as as I know happen. The South had a rough day, or had a rough couple of days. They started off well. Jasper, we and you and I kind of texted back and forth. They got off to a real nice start, um, yep. but but you know, young team kind of came back to to where they probably you know probably are. But but the South struggled just a touch up up there this this last couple of days. Yeah, and again, we Bloomington South they they had a terrific season, and like you said, no golf question. is hard. 
and adversity on that golf course is a little bit different just because every hole there's trouble somewhere. Um, and, and uh, you know, I'm obviously I'm sure they're a little disappointed, but that that's not to take away what you win your regional for the first time. Um, since I believe what 2008, I think I wow. saw. Um, so you know, they did a lot of terrific things. They won a lot of really cool events, won a lot of tournaments and they have three of their top five coming back. Um, they're going to be just fine. Yep. Uh, I'm sure they'll fill those other roster spots. Um, some young men in this, in this field, teams are going to really struggle to replace. And, and I'm sure when we get to the, you know, the individual part, we can talk about those guys too, but yeah, it was a terrific team tournament. And, and that's our thing as an association like this is time for team golf. And it's just, cool to see these kids fighting for one another yeah and i just looked up jasper they played on wednesday two freshmen a sophomore and a junior that they scored uh they didn't include the score of a senior so you know look out for them to make you know pretty good chance to make uh, have an opportunity to make a return trip um for next year so but anyway congratulations to garen catholic and, and and everybody up there at the top westfield you know it, it doesn't do any good to tell teams not to hang your head because when you when you don't win, you, you feel, I know how you feel. But what a great season, and uh, Hamilton Southeastern finished in third. Great job, but congratulations to Garen Catholic. Um, what a season they had, and, and uh, you'll, you'll go down as one of the great champions, obviously, um, of all time. Individual. Can I jump in? I yeah, think, please do. Jump please in do. Real quick. Yeah. Two things before we move on. One, Garen Catholic was arguably – uh, the best team in the state last year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, they, they lost by a stroke in a similar situation, just totally heartbreaking on the last hole last year. That's right. Um, yeah. The center growth. So, you know, you feel good kids hanging in there because I don't care how good you are. You don't forget that coming down the stretch. And so for those boys to be able to do that, um, that was pretty cool. And Westfield, you know, their, their future is just crazy bright when you're throwing out freshmen and sophomore kids, you can play that way. And then to your point about Jasper, just one thing that stood out to me too on the individual leaderboard is there were four or five teams. Um, so you can roster as many as you want on your sectional, your postseason roster. Mm-hmm. And there were four or five teams who allowed multiple players to play. Yeah. So if you look at the individual leaderboard, it'll say DNF. And that's just because those coaches decided, and maybe it's we're out of the hunt. Um, maybe it's this young man didn't play great. But I think that's pretty cool, you yeah. know, to give five extra kids a chance to tee it up at the state finals, have their name introduced, have mom or dad get a video of that first tee shot. That's pretty neat. So hats off to those coaches. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just to your point. Yeah, Westfield's in the same boat. The only the score they didn't count on day two was a senior. The rest were two freshmen, two juniors. So wow. The, yeah, and Nolan had a great career for yeah. Westfield. I know he's been a leader for that team, but uh, Westfield's going to be just fine. Yeah, and the. The, the the train will keep on running without, without a doubt. So Aiden Gutierrez, he knows how to play golf, doesn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, there is – it's actually, I think it's one of the last things I uh, – it's on the at Indiana NHS golf account. I think it's the second to last thing. There's an awesome picture of him with his sister getting a piggyback ride from him on his shoulders. And if you click the article, I forget the name of the, the writer. He makes the comment, sister is better than he is. And she's in sixth grade. And I just oh, thought, I how cool is that, that, man? Like, just to, to see that picture and then for that young man to win a state championship, shoot 67 day two as a sophomore, and then in the post-game hoorah to say that about his sister is pretty darn cool. 
and, and it just shows you where he is as a young man and wow. maturity. I think that that humility is refreshing, frankly. Uh, that is um, really cool. But yeah, I mean, Aiden had a whole bunch of college coaches out there watching him, and he was one of the players we talked about at the beginning of the year. You know, we had that list of what did we go over ten or twelve yeah, guys. Twelve, yeah. If you look at the top ten, seven of those are right there. Um, and there's some other players who impressed too. We can talk about those if you want to. But yeah, yeah Aiden, Aiden was tremendous. The same article I'm referencing here, he mentioned three irons, his favorite club in his bag, and he hit all three <laughs> times on his second shot into 18, <laughs> which if you haven't been to Prairie View, that's not generally a two-shot hole. Uh, um, so, you know, that's uh, yeah, he's a very talented young man, and he's going to have a heck of a high school and then a college career, I'm certain. Just for you and him, that you always go for that in, in two with your three iron, right? Hey, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I I greenlit one kid who I've ever coached on that hole, and he got it there. Um, but it's it's just very – I mean, you got to be able to carry it so far. Yeah. A- unless you hit a big old cut off that tee or you just take a really aggressive line. Um, it's, a, it's a demanding hole. Um, I, I would guess very few players went for that in two once, um, much less four times. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you know, Sam, my son reminded me, um, yesterday that he, he, Sam made the the match play of the state final or the state championships in the summer. What was it? Two years ago up at Winona Lake. And I believe, um, and I think he looked it up to verify it, but he said, I believe that he made the finals that year as a 14 year old in in the 14 to 18. Yeah. (laughs) His summer, his summer career is already like, absolutely unbelievable yeah. uh, so you know he, he's going to play wherever he wants to play in the country um but yeah and, and again just that that playoff was an exciting way to finish with your dude ryan ford he you know he gave it a, he gave it a oh, run to 69 and his closing nine thirty one. the other thing too you look at the scores on day one these kids are getting into red numbers after 76s on day one yeah. you know like we had uh 67s from Tabor and gutierrez and 68s from will perkins and, and ryan ford so just tremendously happy for those young men and just seeing eight eight red numbers on day two is pretty impressive. And then Kel Hoskins shot sixty times there too. Yeah. yeah R- a lot a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Ryan's his back nine, the front nine um um yesterday went four three four, two three four, four three four. Um <laughs> Not, not too bad for your thirty one. Yeah, for your yeah. finishing nine for, with the state yeah. championship on the line, and you know he knew he needed it. I mean, he you know oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 he knew, he's a good player. He knows where in the heck he's at. And uh, well, so. these these kids, those kids at that level, they they want to know in most cases. Right. And then it was kind of exciting because we previously discussed the individuals going out early. You had um, Hunter Melton and Derek Tabor in groups back to back, finishing on eighteen. So. Hunter chipped in on his last hole for birdie to post minus one. Wow. And we talked about coach, coach Shippy last week. So that's the last thing he gets to celebrate wow. with this young man. So, you know, he loses his mind, their fist pumping. And then Tabor hit it in there with three feet in the group right behind him to, to tie the minus one number. And then, and then Gutierrez got it hot, um, you know, with the 67 and, and, and Ford got it to minus two as well. But just to see the, the, these guys are gamers, man. Uh, it, it's just it's impressive to see them all just dial those wedges in there, and then frankly, Mudleski hit probably the shot of the day um, on eighteen. You know, hit it in there to a couple feet, uh, essentially for the state championship. Wow. So these kids, th- their ability <laughs> to hit wedges, flight the ball, like they can just hit all the shots. 
Uh, it's crazy? incredibly impressive. And, yeah. and, and this would be a good time for people. And I don't know how many how many people are like me that you know uh, I was chained to a desk basically both days all day long, and and I had one of my screens on the scoreboard all day. Thank you to the IHSAA, and and I'm the first one on and and this whole podcast when we see something we don't like we we told the commissioner when he was on the show we, we we're very vocal when we we feel like that you know the ihsa does something we don't agree with i agree what a great job with the live scoring it, that is, it was so fun to watch watch this in you know live what was going on so kudos to the ihsa fantastic job with the live scoring to be able to watch this fantastic golf tournament so it, it, it's great. Yeah. And, and I don't know the direction you want to go here, but it, just uh, you were talking to individuals, a couple of other individuals. I just thought watching them play this Hicks kid from Leo has a couple college coaches pretty interested and he just finished his sophomore year. Uh, and then Z- the Zionsville, Adam from Zionsville, he hit the ball. I think he had 15 greens on the first day, which that's pretty, he hit the ball tremendously made all state. Good for him. Wow. Just, your, your dude, Peyton Blackard, man, yeah. he hit the flag stick three times yesterday. I tell you, that, um. that kid is that kid is a, I, I told you, he's a robot. He just looks straight ahead and hits golf shots. That's what he does, and and uh, he, he's incredible. And, and he was up near the top for a lot of that, finished 12th, tied for 12th. But uh, as a freshman, he was up at the top of the leaderboard for a long time over the two days. Well, and he finished T12 with Braden Miller, another freshman kid from Fairfield who yep. shot 72 day two. And it's just, we've talked a lot. The, the ability of these ninth and 10th grade kids to play golf is crazy right now. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's just super impressive. I, I counted that we did lose all of the 105 players, I guess, with the alternate. Um, 40 are seniors. Um, so, you know, roughly 40% there, 38%. But that also tells you, that other 60% is coming back next year. Yeah. Um, so just the youth of some of these teams we previously mentioned is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Also wanted to mention AJ Agnew that we talked about on the show last week and, and, uh, he, he was the baseball player. It got confirmed. Um, so that was just really cool. And he had a rough start. He starts off double bogey, bogey, par double on the second day. So he is what? Two, three, four, Six over, yeah he, yeah. he he six over after five holes, and he finishes the two days plus nine. So he played the hey. rest of the golf tournament three over. That is really really good. Hey, and again, this is, I apologize if I continue to say like if you haven't played Prairie View, he played <laughs> the back he played the back nine even par. Yeah, um, I would need to look, and I'm sure some of these guys at the top played it close to even par but that is awesome like yeah. that back nine is very difficult yeah yeah that uh so great job for him and and i don't know how many i'm sure there's more that that have done it through the years but to play both sports and play both sports well congratulations aj and and uh he's he's one of the top students in his class and uh so congratulations to him on 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 a great season yeah and again this is a hundred players so if you're listening we don't talk about you there are a hundred players, right, right. everybody there did, right. did a great job and you represented yourselves and you kept battling. So, uh, hats off to all, all of the players at the, at the state final. Well, so we've got girls golf starting what in about a practice starts, what just a touch over or just about right at a month, right? A little over a month, yeah, I guess, but late, a month. late, late, late July. And then you'll see two, 
girls only have to get two practices yeah. instead of 10. <laughs> right. So yeah. you'll see teams play, you know, upwards of four 18 hole events before school starts, which is kind of funny um, because, you know, every day is the weekend on a Tuesday yeah. in, in early August. Um, so yeah, it, it, it starts and it flies and then it's done. It's the girls golf season is so quick and it's, it is a sprint. Uh, to get them to the end. It, it's just such a fast season relative to the boys. Well, and, and I'm anxious to see how things go. The uh, Obviously, Evansville North graduated the uh, the entire defending state champion, so uh, that that's a little more up for grabs now than, than I'm not going to say anything was a foregone conclusion, but it kind of was going into last year. It was going to take a, a pretty good effort on, on anybody's part to beat them, so a little more, right. uh, little more up in the air this year for sure. So I, uh, I look forward to, to covering that with you. Um, if, you if you can afford the time again in the fall, that'd be a lot of fun. Hey, it's, it's been a lot of fun, fun, Brian. I appreciate all you do to help promote our sport, man. It's big uh, time. It's awesome. I, I've had so much fun this year, and I can't wait to do it again here in a few months. So, all right, remember, all summer long, you'll, he'll still be updating things at Indiana HS Golf, and I truly appreciate you being part of the B3 podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Have a great summer. Okay, pal. All right, we're back. Great interview there with Indiana High School Golf Voice. Great addition to the show. I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know him and, and uh, talking to him all year. Guys, I'm telling you, that that Garen Catholic-Westfield rivalry that they had all year, and when you talk about one, sep- one shot separated them at, in the state finals, one shot ste- separated them in the spring preview, three shots in the sectional and one shot in the regional. Wow. Incredible. When you talk about that many kids doing that many things, unbelievable. Well, I'm sure, and I, and I, I can't speak to it, I don't know, but you, you also you throw in the public versus private. You probably have kids on both squads who, you know, there's a claim that, hey, they should be at the other school. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of that. So, yeah, it's quite a... Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, I think a lot of the that I'm so sick and tired of the private uh, schools in Indy. Um, you know what I mean? F them. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. mean, that's I lo- just... I love you, Todd Lancaster. No, I mean, it's absolutely true. The whole reason things are where they are right now in southwestern Indiana, as we've got our 3A Cougars sitting behind us and our 3A Viking volleyball team yeah. at the table, uh, that's because of Gurian. That's because of Chatard. That's because of Cathedral. In That's fairness, the 3A Cougars is not because of that. Well, but the, the, two, a the Cougars, 2A Cougars The 2A were. Cougars are, Greg. You know. Well, not, I guess not really. But I'm just saying yeah. is, you know what? The 3A Viking volleyball, is 100%. 100%. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Let's just call spades a spade. Okay? Yeah. They recruit heavily. Hmm? They have privately run facilities and and they have all the money for what they want i am still, I gotta, I'm, I'm tired of it i'm, I'm sick and tired well we, and i'm not going to go into recruiting and all that again we, we beat that to death one yeah time. but you know so what we're going to do next fall yeah we're going to we beat it into the ground I, again because i still don't understand how you can deny anybody when you know what goes on other places i, I just I, I don't understand it but um Sometime we're going to have, you know, and I hopefully we have uh, Commissioner Knighty gone again because that was incredible. Speaking of Commissioner Knighty, let's let's talk about a little retrospective. We restarted the show uh, on January 12th, and the two gentlemen 
Lynn, besides myself on uh, on the microphones, are a big part of that. They texted me and said, "God dang it, get off your ass, let's go. We need to get this going again." And and uh, and much to Todd's chagrin, I'm not sure if Todd's happy about it or not, but he was ready to go at the time. No, he's ready. Todd, Todd's just prickly, but deep deep down, super lovable. He is. Daisy Daisy Jane DeCourcy is nine years old and doesn't like anybody, but she loves Uncle Juice. There you go. I like it. Well, uh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I mean, that was. I know we've beaten that forever and ever, but let's just. If you win a state championship at a private school, and you're not the 1991 WC Cardinals, right? Right. Which is, John, you want to jump in on that? How organic were you guys in '91? How organic was your Cardinal it was just, team? It was just card. It was just WC boys. At a little school. It was WC boys. How? What was the enrollment? Uh, <laughs> were you even? At, you were. Were you even two hundred? No. no. It was no, right no. at a hundred, wasn't it? I want to say it was one twenty-eight, one hundred six. I mean, it was, oh, okay. it was just over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. My senior yeah. class had twenty-eight. Wow. Twenty-eight. And how many of you kids played Which, together? By the way, I don't know if you know this. That's two more. Does he think he's going to get COVID from that headset or what? <laughs> Might as well just put it on. Put it, on. it does not hey. have monkey pox. Our guy, our guy JPM, <laughs> he wasn't going to put there the thing on tonight. And now WC91 we, comes up. The headphones are on. We sucked him in. Oh, here Ladies we go. What a, we laid John the trap. Patrick Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> we knew how to get him on. Talk about the Cardinals in 1991. <laughs> First off, let me apologize to my wife, who I just texted and said I wouldn't be on the show tonight. <laughs> I was just here to have an old duels and eat some chicken wings. But uh, 1991 Cardinals, uh, Washington Catholic, all WC kids, and uh, enrollment, <laughs> high school probably. I'll just estimate 114. Uh. Um, and it's uh, – it's well, not John, like we were out recruiting then. We, yeah, I mean, right. We yeah. were not. How many of you were on the same Charlie Wright soccer team? I mean, I played for – yeah, I played played with – Charlie Wright coached everything. He was my T-ball coach. He was my third and fourth grade YMCA. About, boy, he knew what he was doing, though, because he had all the WC boys on those third and fourth and fifth and sixth grade teams at the YMCA. Did you have anybody um, with the name Bowl on your team? There was no <laughs> seven-foot-two John Bowl. <laughs> The Zellers weren't in town at that point either. <laughs> John Mole, you know. Yeah. Well, but the whole thing is, I mean, the whole thing is it's an organic situation. I mean, I guess the Madisons did come in from Knox County at yep. some point in the, the early 80s. Well, yeah. people can move. Yeah. You know, that's not part. God damn it. Todd's got a fly. I got was some- Todd is in a death match <laughs> with a fly right now. And it got my hair, my, my, my flow. Never apologize. Did you call him Uncle Juicy? Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. I mean, seriously, I'm gonna say it. If you're not, I mean, if you're not recruiting at this point, you're not trying, are you? I, you know what? I'm not gonna disagree with you either. You know, the great thing about this show, when someone says, "I'm just gonna say it," it's usually pretty good. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and and that, when somebody moves into Bar Eve, I'm never gonna apologize for a family doing a little homework and going. That's where I want to send my kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the in the midst and the in the environment that has been created in the state of Indiana, if you're not recruiting to your school, you're 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 
I'm not going to say you're going to die, but I mean, a, a school, a rural school with a dwindling enrollment, there's only one place to go. And you better be recruiting kids to your school to yeah, keep I the mean, doors open. Well, we're, we're being employed by our by our school corporations yep. as educators and coaches. And so we want as many kids walking through the doors we can get. And if uh -huh. they happen to be great athletes, then even better. Uh -huh. Now, if you were uh, right on the line, say you're, you're going into this year, you know they're about to do a recount, can you start kicking people out if you've got good players coming I, in? Oh, I think we you, just crossed the line there, didn't we? <laughs> I'll let John answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here. I wasn't even supposed to be on the damn show tonight. John, you Cut know his what? mic. It's, it's not. Cut his mic. He's it's, about to go on a pipe bomb. Cut it's, it. never, Cut it's it. never wrong to say I'm going to take the fifth amendment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, like it, well, I mentioned in a previous episode that we had some foreign exchange students that actually put us over what became the cutoff. And, yeah. and again, those kids were fantastic additions to our school. Mm -hmm. But two or three less, if, and we're a 1A basketball program. And, and again, we chose yeah, to play 3A, but it's, mean, it is what it is. Yeah, right. You can't talk out of both sides of your ass, and that's what I just did. Yeah. But because, I mean, yes, you guys are correct with everything you said. But then, yeah, go to, go to Cathedral. Go to Cathedral and look for that, uh, that organic, you know, experience where these kids have been together forever and ever. No, they're the best kids in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it goes. Or Lafayette Catholic or mm -hmm. wherever. Yep. All right. Uh, January 26th, Marty Ledbetter came in and fell down immediately when he walked in the back door. Josh Thompson <laughs> saved his life. Yeah. I, w I walked in, and, and Josh Thompson was hovered above Marty. And I said, Coach, what did you do to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it looked like he knocked him out. <laughs> uh, the February 25th was a big day. Um, I, I, and some people might say it was the best day ever on on uh, the B3 podcast. Todd, you know what that was? It was the first time that I was not on the B3 podcast. It's oh, did, did, who do we have on there? I had, it was me and you, Toby, John, and Wag, right? Okay. Yeah. think so, Because yeah. I, ma I made everybody say nice things about. Yeah. Some people say that's their, their favorite episode. The opposing schools headed into the sectional. I don't, I, yeah. don't, I didn't think it was that good personally, but a lot of people. Minus. Think, a, lot of, a lot of people thought it was great. Uh, Daily show started. We had Kyle Soakland from the Courier Press. Sandra Walter came on. Not great episode talking about the uh, initiative to get more officials. Um, I got to find out how that's going. And she's gone now, right? She took a principal right. job. Right. Yeah, uh, or AD something. or something. something yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Lawrenceville legend, U U uh, University of Kentucky player Jay Scheidler came on, plugged his book, which was nice. Jackson Dell coach Clint Bowman came on, talked to talked with me before they played uh, the Cougars. One of the biggest shows of the year. IU women's associate head coach Rhett Wearsba came on, and we've uh, we've been big supporters of the IU women's. We went on a, a what's that? I'm not. You're not a supporter of the IU women? No. And I'm not going to be. Well, boiler up, boiler up, I like boiler it. the f up. Well, yeah. you are. I would love for you to get a interview with somebody from the women's program at. I don't Purdue. know anybody from the women. I don't even know what their names are. I, I just, I just root for the uniform. Um. Sorry. As always, you're free to do anything you want to do. All you got to do is record it. Uh, we went on a wild ride with Coach Dow and the Cougars, and uh, I appreciate so much all the time they gave us. Had a great time. Did a did a show up at uh, uh, the place in Odin that is absolutely – what's the place in Odin? Yeah, Casa Sevilla. Casa Sevilla. Yeah. God, I say, used to say it all the time. The, the house, house of Sevilla. Um, <laughs> the house 
with flavor. Um, so we appreciate all the time they gave us. It was a lot of fun. Actually had, had all the players on one night up there. It was a really good time. IHSA Commissioner Paul Knighting, one of our most listened to episodes of the year. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the, like mentioned uh, the weekly segments with the Indiana High School Golf and, and some legendary arguments between these two guys, Deco and the Todd father. And I think my favorite one, usually it's Deco yelling at Todd. You yeah. agree with that. Oh, I think yeah. everybody yeah. would yeah. agree. But the night Todd was sitting right there, and I forget what he was trying to talk about, and you kept He's interrupting. Trying to talk about Bill Wirtz, the owner of the Blackhawks, and his decision <laughs> I do not. It wasn't a hockey though. It was about. It was about when an owner makes a bad decision. To you know what I mean? To say, hey, no home games, go on the air. You know, and that's what it came down to. And then I was rudely interrupted you, uh, several times. I several think, times. And you told him to fuck off. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're right. And you looked at him with death eyes to the point where now this is the first time I've seen this. After the show, you did. Deco did a heat check. He said, uh, "He said, Todd, everything cool." Uh, it was, was, by the way. Yo, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, but uh, I yeah. think he's getting mad right now. I no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm just, just. He's pissed. Still thinking pissed about him. being humiliated by DeCourcy at that moment. And he's still <laughs> well. Now I'm going to have to. Now my my verbal attacks came. You know, there's a flank, verbal. And my Davies County Trivia Contest beatdowns from the left and from the right. There are a few of those. And Mike the DeCourcy last verbal one sent him over the line. So Mike DeCourcy is my daddy. So I, I apologize. Hey, I've, I've been on the receiving end of a couple of those beatings on those, those trivia nights. You're welcome. Yeah, I, but I've been my team had a chance to win. Yeah, my team had no chance. We were... We had Blake we had, Chambers and Monty Critchlow and people like that. Oh, sounds like a bunch of dudes that finished third. Second. One year. Way to go. Uh, we energized our entire fan base in the greatness of 1985 songs. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. I had a few people text me. Ryan Wirtz, one, um, said, let me get in this voting. And he's in there now. And 1976 needs to get going because, woo, it is bad, especially after 1985. But that was awesome. Thank you to Travis Brett. We appreciate your support um, for sure. Thank you to all the area coaches when we needed information. Josh Thompson, Ryan Haywood, Gretchen Miles, Lacey Higgins, Joe Morris, Coach Dow, of course, Joey Riggins, Trent Fine, all the others that I'm not going to mention. Um, but uh, you're always there for us when we need it. And thank you very much. Thank you to the listeners. Guys, since we started on January 12th, 20,000 downloads. Um, There's 20,000 people that don't have shit to do with it. <laughs> so uh, 20,000 people wanted to hear what three idiots have to say at a sports bar. So, yeah, there you so go. So we appreciate it. All right, let's get to the awards. Okay. Here we go. We're going to start off with one that we may, sh we probably, some people think we should finish with. It's a big part of the show. There's been uh, people come in here and order the Todd. After Todd ordered that pork chop sandwich that night, uh, people started calling it the Todd. And here we go. The Red Bones Meal of the Year. I, Who wants to go first? You know, Todd, go ahead. The fact is I've not had a bad meal in here. I've not even had an average meal in here. There, yeah. You know. I tell people all the time, this is the place to come my around new, here. My new that DeCourcy turned me on to was the Sidewinders. The Sidewinders weren't in my top ten. And that now, was on the air when boom. he described what a Sidewinder was. You know. 
Uh, I mean, my daughter has a catfish coming home with me tonight. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't see why we've got to narrow it to just one. Well, you don't have to because most of my awards I throw a runner-up in there. Okay. No, I – okay, since Todd's going to, you know, him haul around. Bonesburger. Just Bonesburger. Best burger Sometimes you can put some county. bacon on it. Sometimes you can do the sautéed uh, veggies. No, you I can do it. cheese. Bonesburger is number one, bar none. But there are other options oh for, for everybody. And, and, you, and you mentioned the Philly off the air. My 90-year-old grandfather comes in here well, every other week with a buddy or two. And that's his go-to meal. So this guy has lived basically a century. And if he says the Philly is good, then yeah, by God, it's good. Every week, listener Craig Rodewald always orders the Philly. He loves it. Yep. Okay. Um, the one thing that I have seen here okay. from JPM, okay. the 10 scallop meal. Strictly just 10 scallops. I'm not even sure if the scallops are on the menu anymore. They used to be. They were. Really? They were outstanding. Well, you talk about that. My go-to meal here, and by the way, their ribeyes are absolutely amazing if you want a steak. I've not had the ribeye. My go-to meal here is not on the menu, uh, is the mushroom and Swiss burger. It is as good a burger, if you like mushroom and Swiss, as you will get anywhere. But, and I mentioned that pork chop sandwich with the glaze. My meal of the year, and I haven't even had it, but I've watched you two enjoy those bourbon sriracha wings yep. since January. i got to give that my meal of the year, just watching your enjoyment. And i got to throw out a, uh, a big thank you to our other sponsor, Maker's Mark, because they have fueled this podcast since January, and I truly appreciate that. All right. Have you ever done the bourbon tour? I have not. Because I'm not a real see, I'm not a real bourbon guy. I mean, you know, like bourbon snobs would look down at me because I like I, I drink it with soda, you know. Okay. So, which you know, just like Catholic schools in Indianapolis, they can fuck off. I don't care. Right, there you go. I enjoy what I enjoy. All right, unsung hero of the year. I'll go first. Uh, I talked about it on the podcast, and it's not local, but it's somewhere in the somewhat area. Cameron Chatton. In uh, the Blue Chip Conference match, first hole completely ruined his tournament. He hit a ball in the high grass on number one. He chunked it out about an inch, looked at it, realized it wasn't his ball. Everybody else was on the green. That kid had absolutely no reason other than simply golfer's integrity to say, guys, that's not my ball. No one would have known that was not his ball, and he called it on himself, took a 10 on the hole, and ruined his chance to win the conference championship. And uh, so that is my unsung hero because that, that was a classy-ass move to do that. And, and there's a lot of kids in that field and every other field around the state that would not have done that in that situation because nobody would have known. All right, I'm going to nominate one guy at the table, Mike DeCourcy and Chad Ballinger. It's been just over a year since the two of them and myself ru uh, rushed out of Neps. A man collapses. Okay. My two superheroes rush over to this man, nurse him back to health. Des please describe nurse. Well, nevertheless. <laughs> um, get him back up. Get him into his... Did his it involve a breast? No, it did not. Okay. He's an old man. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. <laughs> That's it right there. It was just about a year ago. I posted it on Facebook. I, you know, I was running as fast as I could, but I couldn't get there like this. It was like... Shocking. Right. But I was able to film it and 
There's evidence of this. So there you go, my unsung hero, right wow. here. I never expected somebody at this table to get the unsung hero. Some there. heroes don't wear capes. That's right. Hashtag. That's right. Well, we just talked about the unsung hero of the year, Josh Thompson. Okay. He saved Marty's life. That's true. I mean, yeah. come on. Now, I will say the funny part about that night is legitimately we were out there, and I know this is going to surprise you, but Albert had us. And when Marty came in and he went down, Josh did the quickest jab step. Like, it, it was impressive. He was, you know, fight or flight. That boy's jumping in. So, Josh Thompson. Josh could be my unsung wing. hero Josh of the year. Be my wingman anytime. That's right, Mav. Screw that. You could be mine. <laughs> All right. Uh, coach of the year. He put on his PokerStars.com glasses. I see that. Oh, I, we call those the six strings and truth tour glasses. <laughs> oh, did you, did you did you have no? Okay. I know you got coach of the year. For he the, thought all for of us the forty third straight year, say, Mike Adams gets his coach of the year. <laughs> he, of course, he said. Mullen may be more of a Ken Schulteis guy. I don't know. We need to add, we need to talk about the differences between that. May be an off air, and then a next fall when we put this thing together. I That's a, I still yeah. want to do that WCF. Yeah. He yeah. said we were going to pick Dalrymple because he won a state championship, and then of course he sent us a manifesto. <laughs> Am I a so, real husband so, if I didn't? I think it's nice that, that you did, but go ahead and give us your your uh, selection. Okay. Please do. Being a good husband, yes. my selection is my wife. Losing 91% of your offense and defense. Honey, I'm home. And, uh, you, you know, you can – you're playing in 3A, and I think you can measure a program and a coach not by the great years, but by, you know, the years where they were not where things may have been down and you know that's who i nominate for this award now before cougar nation and burkhart goes nuts and we have another twitter gate let me say this yep this is to you cougar nation and my friend john patrick mullen twitter sitting across gate. across the table who was my coach of the year last year dow brent dowrible okay. yeah so why do we gotta why do we gotta define everything? Why has everything gotta have because some parameters? I th no, I, I just I'm A, I'm just defending my why don't we just honor say more this? than anything. Come why don't on. We just say this? I think we had a lot of great coaching Amber jobs in the area. Amber is a Hall of Fame coach. Well, and, you know, and it begs no the question when you do an amazing job every single year, yes, year in, does year it get out? lost in the shuffle? So I, I don't know. I, I, I appreciated this year. And I told John last year, when the Vikings were kind of r rolling through the season, I just I talked to him on the phone one night, and I said, "You have to admit this year is twenty times more fun than last year." And he said, "It's you know, it's awesome. It's no, great. You, the, the kids, they love each other. They play hard. There's no selfishness, not a hint of it at all. And you know, we're." I, th I think one of the things John said was we're a year ahead of schedule because of yeah. you know a lot of those things. You know, one of my favorite – I've said a lot of goofy things that have gotten laughs on this show, but I know nothing about volleyball. But when Amber was in studio one time and she – whatever she said their offense was, and I couldn't even tell you now, whatever it was. <laughs> she run a 6-2. 6-2. And I, I – being as serious as I could, and I don't even know if that's right, but we'll say it is, 
And I said something to the effect of, you know, I've always been partial to the 3-5, as serious as I could be. And she looked at me and or the just four, four bow. started cracking up. <laughs> it might be one of my favorite moments ever on this podcast. You know who else we could throw in there, too? What's that? Brian that? Hancock. Tremendous. Player. Oh, yeah. Tremendous Absolutely. And, or, and, and the thing that I appreciate about what they've done at Washington is they're going from, it, it seems like having a few good groups – to having a, a program, pro, a, a program. Right. A, a, not a really successful program. Day in, day out. Yeah. You can't you say anything about Gretchen Miles either, same way. And, and that's, yeah, absolutely. And I thought about that today so as I was just, clearly going to give my homer pick. But, no, I mean, outside of that bad last game, yeah. you know, Gretchen and her crew, they did, you know, oh, they got beat in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, guess what? Barib did last year. I'm going to guess both, North Davies may take one next year. Both of those it's, two teams it's, it's, that it's, beat them yeah. ended up in the state finals. Yeah, right. right, right. So, you know, it, other than, like I said, when, when, when you have all those, those crazy high expectations, ultimately I guess you don't meet them, but they met them all year long up until that point. I mean, you know, we, we, we've seen teams in this area in a lot of sports where years where they should have been really, really good, you know, something something – was off yeah the whole well, time my first mention you know i would love to give my coach of the year to matt anderson uh for three years ago they set a, a school record 31 wins they went over 100 this year ended in a negative way like like gretchen did i was gonna talk i was gonna talk about amber i i saw where the course was going but what i had to Man, do when though we got that fire tweet today yes but I'm going to get this fire tweet out. But I'm going to bring him in, and I, I know you're going to be shocked because he's been hiding over there around the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, finally on the podcast, Mr. Gene Miller, head coach. No, oh. he's not here. Uh, no, my coach of the year, uh, I had to go with Brent. Brent was awesome. He, 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 he gave us all the time in the world, and uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to be selfish podcast host here. He was awesome and, and gave us – full access to the team and had a blast with those guys so uh but there's lots of good coaches and and listen we could have chosen a lot of people uh, well and that's where i I, I think and i've talked to john about this i I think you make an argument that i think this perhaps may have been josh's i don't know if it was his best job ever but they were in real trouble for a while yeah they yeah. were in real, and, and that's which wh- where Barry's not used to no, being. No, and, and that's where you've got to figure out a way and dig yourself out. And, you know, I think. Was the low moment of the year, I think you and Ballinger did that game Modern over day. Christmas. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, well. Well, I was thinking the one up oh, there. The, but yeah, yeah, the but, one at Southport. And yeah. I, and I called John after it was over and basically said, just go ahead and keep the trophy. And then, but yeah, then modern day. I mean, there was there was a time there where it looked like that was a yeah. terrible. Game. It's, it was team turmoil. Well, we and, did have and, a nice time afterwards at Taroni's. Yeah, it was a great meal. But you know, hey, I think the guy sitting across the table can say we had to go to no- overtime to beat North Knox. We had one possession games against all sorts of teams that we shouldn't have had one possession games against, and I mean. You know, there were multiple times, and I, you know, John score watches, Lagodi score watch. We, you know, and you see a score, and you go, "Whew, what's going on there?" And North Davies had a few of those. Yeah, it's twenty-seven and three, you know, but they found a formula 
you know, that last third of the season, and what a time to find it. Yeah. Well, and what I wrote down about Brent, too, is they they didn't cruise. I mean, they there was a lot of games there. I mean, I, I asked him, I, you know, guys, could you – could you make this easy once in a great damn while? You know, how many games was a possession, a timeout, a substitution? Like, my God. Like, this, does it always have to be a grind? And, and so that's why I decided. That's how you win championships. That's you win right. grinds. And, and there was a whole bunch of them um, for, for the Cougars. So I, I went with Coach Dalrymple. Uh, moment or play of the year. And I've got a couple runners up because I – one to mention a How about things. a missed free throw in the state finals? Yeah. I got that. In overtime. I got that. That, as a, that, that was mine. Um, as a uh, – as maybe not one as quite as significant of that, but how about um, the towel incident in the buggy bowl, which is <laughs> for, for a – really a game-changing play is one of the most bizarre – it's, things you'll ever it, see. It, it's it's one of those things that'll be talked about for a long time. That's just zany, and and you know we were up there. Of course, I didn't have a voice. How but come I don't remember anybody in the stands thinking it was zany. Had you ever seen a play like that before? But I mean, but I, I don't I, I don't think zany is the word. Can I get another makers and die? Well, maybe from ten thousand feet, it was zany to the black and red and the black and. That, orange it probably wasn't i remember when that happened and it, that was the night deco lost his voice and i had i jumped on play by play and i i saw it but i didn't see it and i'm trying to figure and i said okay folks let me try to describe what just happened <laughs> and it was just it took a minute to just, just go figure out what happened yeah right? it was john did north davies take the lead in the regular season game any at any point after that Shot. I yeah. North Davies did retake the lead. You mean after the towel incident? After the towel incident. Yes. The Cougars were ahead with the basketball. That's right. Late in the fourth quarter. Got it. Barry got a trap. Turned it over in the corner. Right. After okay. an out yep. of bounds. Yep. You're right. And yeah. So yep. yeah. Okay. I I, I I I obviously knew it was tied. When, I just didn't know. When was that game? What what? Usually January, January 20, January 23rd. In December, holiday time, modern day game time. Could you have ever dreamed they'd be beating North Davis? No. Yeah. I mean, no. that, and, and that goes to your point, of, you no. know, to talk about the job Josh did to get his team back to where they could play. Well, with, and, with, and, with and, and that's just a rivalry. And that's, you know, I know when – the Cougars played Ligoti in a summer game last week. And, I mean, I couldn't wait for what John told me. Why? Because I'm already thinking about – because, I, you know, right now, I think clearly, you know, you've got Ligoti 1, Orleans 2, Bar-Eve you know, 3 down here. And it's not what we're going to be on, you know, June 16th. It's – March 5th, what are you going to look like then? And there's a long, long time to go. And we're, we're I don't know. We're blessed with great coaches. Yeah, right I, it, yeah, I just. Haywood knows what the hell he's doing. Josh does. Obviously, Dow does. Miller does. We give him a lot of bullshit on this podcast because he's never answered my text to come on. But he knows what he's doing, obviously. So, And then don't forget Gretchen, Smith. Yep. 
Macy. We got good teams. Joey Riggins even is a good Joe, young coach. I was going to say, oh, yeah. even Joey Riggins. Uh, yeah. God, I, I, God, I wish I could. God, I wish I could tell that story about Joey Riggins. Uh, and he knows, and I know he's going to listen. And he knows exactly what I'm going to say. And Joey, damn it, I wish I could tell that story. All right, uh, we've we've done that. Oh, so so the other thing, the towel incident. Uh, I want. I I wish I could give it to Lacey Higgins. That signature win at South Knox, her first real signature win, was amazing. Yep. They had absolutely no business or chance to win that game, and they did. Um, that was that was great. But my moment or plays of the year, the last two minutes of Lagodi versus Bar Reeve at the Bobcat when Hagen and Peyton Bledsoe absolutely just said, "Boys, everybody else, get out of the way. We're going to Dominique and Bird this thing, and we're going. We're going to play one on one, and we're going to go at it." And that was just an amazing finish. Um, and it, the, that was just that was just two players just playing, and that was awesome. All right, uh, here we go. Last one, and then we're going to wrap up season three of the B three podcast. Your Mount Rushmore four local athletes of the year. And the Thorn Girls on there. Everybody's on there. I'll go first if you want me to. I got go mine in. Okay, I'm going to go Hagen Nepp. He slightly edges out Peyton Bledsoe for the first spot. Elena Thorne, she's a three sports star, Lily Scholarship winner. Jalen Mullen, he, drove the, he had the keys and drove the ship to the state title. And Abby Ballingy, who went to state in two sports for Bar Reef. Is, are we jumping in? Go ahead, Todd. I'm, I'm comfortable with all that. Jalen uh, had a heck of a tennis season as well. John, how far did he get? Uh, he was 24 and one. He got beaten three sets to Jasper. It was his only loss. Well, that means he did I don't pretty, even think we should count losses pretty... to Jasper anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, he's on there. Uh, you might even want to. You might even want to look at Kinsia a little Kinsia bit. Kinsia can. Yeah, she's definitely up for. Um, Consideration? You know, she's, she's probably on there as well. Uh, at some point, we're going to be talking about Seth Wagler, I think, down the road. I don't think there's any question. What do you think, Mike? What a freshman year that kid had. Uh, yeah, I, I like Brino's list. I like it. I'm, I'm cool with it. He cool. I'm, I'm cool. cool. All right. Well, that was easy. That was easy. JPM, you got any? Uh, I, you know, I'm lucky in that I've got a daughter and a son, and they both won state titles, and we talk about coaches of the year. You know, my daughter plays for Amber. Yeah. My son plays for Brent. It's not too bad. They both got, they've got, like, they both got blue, you know, blue rings, and um, the coaching around here is pretty damn good. Okay. We're, 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 we're freaking lucky. Because communities demand it. They demand it. Communities but, demand it. I'm fine. But it's here. Um, I mean, that's that's what it, it what it comes down to, and if the community slash school slash whatever doesn't demand it, you get mediocre. <coughs> well, it's going to be a great year next year. I think boys, girls, everything is 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 going to be really really good. Um, we'll see. We'll start off with volleyball, um, Deco. Mike, uh, I, I'm, it's it's really really early, and I see one of my all-time favorite players standing over there in a be kind shirt. But uh, it looks good. Um, yeah. And okay, all right, I'm gonna press, just because I can. Yeah. What does looks good mean? 
means you win regional? Uh, no, I, I would never make any. For, for the first, no, I'm not doing anything stupid. And I'll say this within earshot of JC. For the first time in a couple of years, it looks like if you were playing games on one side of the net and the other, it looks like this year's team, I'm not going to say they're going to beat JC's team. That's ridiculous. But it would be, now we got a game. And last, and last year, I, I didn't feel that way. Till the till the very very end. Last where, year you had size. This year you have size and experience. Yeah, and young talent, and it's yeah. Um, where I will that three A sectional be? Oh God, <laughs> Oshkosh, Wisconsin, <laughs> Batesville. Right. Oh shit! I got wetness right there. Um. So, all right. Where we are? No, nothing. Like I said, we've gone over the important things. I mean, be playing tomorrow night. Uh. <laughs> I'm on vacation next week. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what I asked for for Father's Day? For everybody to leave you alone? Nope. I asked for, and this is a Boston thing, and you're gonna get all shitty with me. A can of Whoop-ass. Boston brown bread, and it's eighteen dollars on Amazon. It's basically a can of brown bread. A can of bread. That's all I asked for. Everybody's so looking much- at you funny right now. So that was it for me, man. Other than that, I got nothing. What'd you ask for for Father's Day? <laughs> the next thing I get for Father's Day will be the first. Are you shitting me? I swear. Do I have to talk to those kids? You talk. I hope my kids don't get me anything because we're about to spend a boatload in Band and Dudes. But speaking of Band and Dudes, the next podcast you hear on the B3 will be the Band and Sessions. Myself, my brother, and my nephew are taking my son Sam on his graduation trip and we're going to podcast every day from the amazing golf resort on the Pacific coast of Oregon and we're going to let you know how our rounds go every day at Band and Dudes and so tune in and listen to that because it may be a circus and Todd I'm going to walk not only 18 holes but some days 36 holes so my fat ass is going to get out there and walk and play golf good for you yeah we'll see how that goes but uh, my swing, my swing has been very spotty because I didn't play a lot in the spring because I was more of a spectator than a watcher or a player. But and uh, if not, you can email Mike or I as for the who's going to end up being the new host of the B three <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you something: the swing's starting to get dialed just a touch. All right, starting to that that ball starting to hit in the middle of the club just a little more often. This weekend, my brother and I are in a two man over at Vincennes little U.S. Open. Deal. We we play six 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 alternate shot best ball and scramble, and then you get a U.S. Open player to pair with you. So we're going to do that. But uh, tune in to that. And like I said, this is the end of the season. But you never know. You You never know. know. We may just get pissed off about something. How come we've never had an outdoor at Brino's pool podcast? You know, you got a pool and a pond. How hard is it to get him to say when we're going to record? Here, there's a nine-hour gap sometimes between seven thirty question mark and yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe Brian knows how you got a pool in a pond. It's going to be good for us. Bomax still begging to host at some point. We've got a Bomax manager in here, and we're gonna we're gonna question him off air. We may have there may be an off air conversation. Right. Listen, I got to get the hell out of here. My daughter wants All her right. fish. Hey guys, <laughs> thank you. Todd Lancaster, read his wise words in the Washington Times Herald. Mike DeCourcy, of course, the voice of the Vikings. Um, I couldn't do it without you guys. You have made podcasting a blast. 
I appreciate everything you do. John Patrick Mullen, I have offered him to be a full-time host, and he, he shakes his head every time. I, You know, every, every two or three weeks, he wants to come down and eat some wings on a Wednesday or Thursday. I think we quit asking him. I think it's just an open invitation. Okay. Thanks for having every me, guys. Week, every single week. It's a week. lot of fun. You want me to pay that I'm bill? afraid of commitment. All right, this has been for season three <laughs> from Red Bones Bar and Grill, where Cindy serves up the best food in the area. Yep. The Bomax guy just looked at me and gave me the finger. This has been the Feed 3 Podcast. Brino's mom framed at Tommy Lynn Sells. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio and is executive produced by Todd Lancaster, Mike DeCourcy, and Brian Emmons. We'd appreciate it if you'd give us a four-star rating and hit the subscribe button to let Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance know that you appreciate his sponsorship.